Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. It's time for Fibber McGee and Molly. Every weekday at this time, NBC brings you Fibber McGee and Molly transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Len Levinson and directed by Max Hutto. We'll join Fibber and Molly in just a moment. If you're like most Americans, one of the things you really want to do is save more money. So why not get right down to it today? Start investing regularly in United States savings bonds on the payroll savings plan. It's simple. All you do is ask your employer to save a couple of dollars for you every payday, or as much more as you like. The money is set aside before you draw your pay, so you don't even miss it. When there's enough for a bond, you get one. It's all automatic. And before you realize it, you'll have a whole stack of bonds, and you'll be happily adding up the interest. Because when they mature, your bonds pay you back $4 for every three you put in. Extra dollars that will mean extra pleasure for you. You're doing yourself an added favor, too, when you buy United States savings bonds. It helps Uncle Sam to keep our economy strong. It helps to build a stronger, bigger, and better America. So join the payroll savings plan. You'll feel more secure tomorrow. You'll be more secure tomorrow if you invest in United States savings bonds today. In a busy corridor outside a courtroom in downtown Wistful Vista, there stands a worried little group this morning. A case is about to be called in court. The defendant is out on bail and missing. And the bail that will be lost if the man doesn't get here is the house at 79 Wistful Vista, the home of Fibber McGee and Molly. See any sign of him, Doc? Any sign of Bob Stanley? Is he coming? Nope. Just had another look outside. Oh, dear, this is... Oh, what'll we do? I know what I'd like to do. I'd like to turn the clock back to last Friday and start all over. That's right. It was just a week ago today that you made up your mind you'd live by the golden rule for a week, wasn't it? Yeah, and I've never had so much trouble in all my life. Car smash up in front of the house. Me the only witness. Strange kid gets his car run into by this big-shot politician's high-nosed wife. What a nasty thing she was. So I got to rush up and go bail for the kid and put up our house for bail. I must have holes in my head to depergize our house like that. Oh, now, you did the right thing, McGee. Don't blame yourself. It's not going to look very right when they take our house away from us. Did you look again, Doc? Any sign of him? Nope. Well, we'd better go in the courtroom, dearie. They're about to start. I better wait out here till the last minute in case that kid shows up. You go on in, Doc, and stall the case. I can't hold it up. Gee whiz, if this ain't the worst mess... Hello there, daughter. Hi, Johnny. Hi, old-timer. Hello, Mr. Old-timer. Still on the golden rule, ain't you? Yep. A week today, and well, I... Well, happy anniversary, son. I never thought you'd make it. Don't think it hasn't been expensive. Too bad it turned out like it did, Johnny. That Stanley boy skipping town and the judge gonna take your house away from you any minute? Well, thanks for the kind words. I feel much better. Yeah, you'll never see that feller again, son. Fellow that drives a car registered in the name of Hosmer B. Jumpstat in West Liverpool, Iowa, that it looks like Mr. he stole... Oh, Mr. Oh. McGee, is, is this where the hearing's being held? It's him! I told you he'd get here, Johnny! Good boy! Ah! Boy, oh boy, am I glad to see you! Boy, oh boy, you just made it! Oh, am I relieved! We were... Oh, gee, I owe you two an apology. But am I in time? You're just you in time. You certainly are in time. We better scoot right in. Yeah, what on earth happened to you, Bob? Where'd you skip to? Well, well, it was this job I was going to in Springfield. Say, which Springfield was that? Ohio, Massachusetts, Illinois, Missouri? I called a dozen Springfield. 
Which is the right one? Why, the Springfield here in this state. Springfield... Oh, the only one I didn't call. Hey, we better get in there before the bail... I didn't really run out on you two, you know. I I knew I'd be back here okay for the trial, only there was this top-secret experiment. What top-secret experiment? The one I had to be present for in Springfield, at the electronics plant there. And I couldn't talk about it, only it's all right now. We'll talk about it later. Right now, the judge is getting ready to take our house. Yes, your house... Well, it's safe now. I knew all along you weren't a car thief. No, not him. A car thief? Whatever gave you that idea? Well, we'll tell you later. Come on, into the courtroom, please. Just because the wrecked car was registered to Hosmer P. Jumpstead. Oh, that's the man my brother brought it from. He's a farmer in West Liverpool, Iowa. Oh, I'm glad that's straightened out, aren't you, McGee? Yeah, I'm tickled pink, but The reason my brother loaned it to me was because he was going to a clay pigeon shoot for three days with his buddy and pet shotguns. Oh, guns, shotguns. That's where they were carrying guns, McGee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But how about getting into the courtroom before we lose the game on the one-yard line? Better punt, Johnny. What game? He means the court case. Oh, Mr. McGee, why didn't you accept my collect call from Springfield that night? Because I was half asleep and I didn't know what I was doing. Now, let's get in there. Sure. Oh, of course. What are we waiting for? Oh, I... I I wouldn't have reversed the charges, only that was before I picked up any money. Uh, and ever since, we've been wrapped up with that government experiment. How did it go? For Pete's sake, let's us go. Of course, the trial. Well, we better get inside. Quiet out there! There's a case being tried. Case? Well, it mustn't go on. Hey, stop the trial! Halt the proceedings! The missing witness is here! <laughs> Back to Wistful Vista in a minute. Do you know that if your car hits an object at 60 miles an hour, it's the same as if you had driven off a 10-story building? And do you ever stop to think how long it takes you to stop when you're speeding? When you speed, you can't have complete control of your steering, and you can't recognize hazards as quickly as you should. Speeding helps you get into an accident, and of course, it makes the accident more severe. The National Safety Council reminds you that speed kills, so take it easy. Speed is involved in more than one out of every three fatal accidents. Remember this when you're tempted to get there in a hurry. Don't drive like lightning and crash like thunder. To drive safely, simply use common sense when you're at the wheel. Be particularly cautious during twilight hours. Keep a wiping cloth in your car for those times when the windshield gets fogged up. And don't follow the car ahead too closely. It's a major cause of accidents. Simple safety precautions. Save money and save lives. McGee, please, get your head away from that jury room door. You're not supposed to eavesdrop while the jury deliberates. I think I can hear what they're talking about. Yeah. Have they reached an agreement yet? Not yet. Sounds like the vote is eight to four so far. Which way, McGee? Eight to four which way? For Bob? Nope. Eight for hamburgers and four for corned beef on rye. Oh, for the love. I hope they get this over soon. I've got patients suffering all over town. I'll bet none of them are suffering like I am, Dr. Gamble. Now, don't you worry, Bob. You are in the right. Sure. We know that, daughter, but does the jury. Shh. Let me get a good listen now. Yep. 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 What are you yupping about, bandy legs? They all ordered coffee. Oh. Oh, that's a good sign. I was on a jury once where there was five coffees, three cocos, one milk, a buttermilk, and two teas. One of the teas was with lemon and the other was with cream, and we never did arrive at a decision. The only jury I ever saw that was split six ways. I bet that gang in there have their verdict all picked out, only they're waiting until after the state pays for their lunch. Say, I got a great idea. Suppose I hop down to the Elite Cafe, which supplies these jury lunches, and slip in some messages into the sandwiches. 
Or better still, I'll write on the wrappers of the sugar cubes. You know, vote for Bob Stanley. How about that? Think that? Oh, fine. They'll vote him right into jail. Well, how about vote for Mrs. Johns, then? Oh, boy. Boy, did you see that Mrs. Johns puss when I testified what the old-timer told me? He heard those highway patrolmen say was rumored about her reckless driving. What did the judge call your testimony? Hearsay in the fifth degree. Ah, that judge. Lucky for you, I made you demand a jury. You can see that judge and the Johns family are as close as Siamese triplets. Uh, clear up one thing for me, somebody. If Bob here wins out, how much damages will the jury give him? Oh, this isn't that kind of a trial, old-timer. This is a criminal case to fix the responsibility for the accident. But if Mrs. Johns is found guilty here, Bob can sue her in a civil case and really collect. Well, I hope they hurry up and make up their mind. I don't know which I'm worst, hungry or curious. That, McGee, is your normal state. In fact, I'll design a coat of arms for you. A crossed knife and fork on a field of question marks. Well, thanks, Fatso. And if I ever have a big steam yacht, you're just the dock I'll tie my boat up to. Oh, McGee, <laughs> that wasn't nice. <laughs> well, I can dream, can't I? Hey, what's happening in that courtroom? Jury's coming in, kid. Come on. Must have bolted their food. Oh, I wonder what they're going to say. <laughs> Members of the jury, have you reached a decision? We have. I'll find you. We find responsibility for the accident rests on Mrs. Aurelia Johns and declare Robert Stanley innocent of negligence. Oh, boy, that's wonderful. Come on, let's get out of here. Uh, I, I simply can't tell you folks how much I appreciate your help. Uh, you've just been... Well, I can't describe it. Oh, it's mostly Johnny here, boy. Once he gets a notion into his head, jackasses can't kick it out. I'll say... Hey, um, shouldn't I thank the jury or something? I think they've started to break up. Yes, here comes the foreman. It's all right to speak to him now, isn't it? Oh, sure, now that the trial's over. Oh, I, excuse me, sir. I, I, I'd like to tell you how appreciative I am. Yes, but we all are... Pre- Just did the right thing, that's all. Just what I'd want done for me if I were in your situation. No thanks necessary. Pass it on to someone else. Sure, that's how I got into this whole hassle in the first place. McGee! Wasn't that the man? Yes, I think... Hey, wait a minute. He's gone, Johnny. Who was he? That's the fellow who found my wallet and returned it last Friday. The man who lives by the golden rule. He started, McGee, on this whole chain of events. Yeah, you see, when the chips were down, nothing would save me but being done to as I'd done to others, the golden rule came through, didn't it? Saved us our house, Bob's court trial, everything. Oh, what's going on out there? It looks like an accident out that window. No, Doctor, it's something on the outside wall. Window washer. One side of a safety belt busted. He's hanging out the second-story window, nine foot above the ground. He is? Let me through there. I sent for the fire department with a ladder. Here, I'll get out there and save him. Hold my coat, Molly. No, Dr. Bob, hold McGee. He's in no danger, McGee. Yeah, but if I was him, I'd want somebody to rescue me. Somebody's going to, the fire department. You do more harm than good, dear. Come on, no, I want to get through. Oh, come on. Ah, no, let me go. Dad Rattan, I can reach him. Please, McGee. Please, now remember the golden rule. If you were the fire department, you wouldn't want somebody cheating you out of your job. Oh, I never thought of it that way. Well, come on, let's go home. That's better. Fibber and Molly will be right back. It's your ear, and I'd like to borrow it for just a moment, if I may. This is Dave Garraway with a few small words about a rather large program that I hope you'll enjoy every Sunday on NBC. Large is a strong word. Maybe I should say it's two hours. And it does run for two hours. It's called Sunday with Garraway. And from here, it looks like a 
Not unreasonable way to spend a kind of a pleasant Sunday evening. It has everything in the way of variety. Music by the best music makers in the business, including those who play show music, those who play pops, the new records, the old records, a sprinkling of light classics, a sprinkling of jazz, both cool and hot. There is a laugh here and there. And there are people from all over the world, too. People who write books, people who read books, people in show business, people out of show business. We have NBC's International Circuits to bring us talk from Saudi Arabia if we want, or from Hoboken, Illinois, if we need it. Why don't you try us on NBC this coming Sunday with Jim Fleming with the news. This is Dave Garraway inviting you to Sunday with Garraway. Oh, this old house sure looks good to me. I'll say it does. I thought sure we were going to lose it today. If Bob Stanley hadn't showed up, we would have, too. Thank goodness everything worked out fine. Nobody's going to take our little house away now. No, sir. Incidentally, did you make the payment on this week at the bank? The payment? Oh, my gosh, what day is this? The second. It was due on the 28th, you know. Oh, no. I've been so busy with the golden rule, I clean forgot. Call the bank. I'll run down there. They'll yank this house out from under us so fast we Relax. Won't... They phoned this morning. Oh, what'd they say? Are they going to take the house? Oh, what'd they say? We can pay it Monday. Hmm. What with? Good night. Good night, all. NBC has brought you the Fibber, McGee, and Molly Show, transcribed. With Bill Thompson as the old-timer, Arthur Q. Bryan as Doc Gamble, Lee Millar as Bob Stanley, Ken Christie as the judge, and Marvin Miller was the man. This is John Wald wishing you a happy weekend and reminding you that on Monday, Fibber will be wrestling with the problems of the mechanical age on Fibber, McGee, and Molly. Hear the issue of the day discussed on Heart of the News tonight on the NBC radio network.